it's okay. It's fine. Uh, I think your next comedian is here. Yeah. All right, he was on the free sign. He did all of his work. Put your hands together. It's Jeff Dean. Hey guys, how's it going? David, how are you doing? So guys, bear with me. I got a I got a Santa Claus joke. If you wanted a if you wanted a seasonal comedian, you're looking at the wrong guy. Um, and don't get me wrong here, guys. I think Santa Claus really turned out to be a great guy. Before I get started, um, I just feel like, and I also realize that he's he's a made up person, right? But I think that there's a like. There's a lot of this story that wasn't told, and there's a lot of serious questions that need to be answered. Um, and you know, I, I'm 25 right now. I'm going through you know my quarter life crisis, if you will. I have no idea what I want to do with my life, and I think like, what is, what did Santa, what was he like, you know, at this time in his life? What, how did he deal with this, right? <laughs> Um, and I just picture him at like a bar with his friends. They all dropped out of college, and you're probably thinking, oh, Jeff, like when Santa was a kid college didn't exist and it's like fuck you all right like just just believe the story anyway so he's so he's at a bar he's talking to his friends they dropped out of college and they're like what do you want to do with your life santa and he's santa goes you know i just i just want to bring smiles to the faces of children all over the world you know and they're like, okay, but, I mean, how are you going to do that? Obvious follow-up question, right? Um, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to every kid's house at midnight on Jesus' birthday, and I'm just going to give them a sweet little gift, you know, exactly what they wanted. And they're going to say, well, how do you know what they want? And they said, well, he says, well, it's easy. I'm going to, you know, I'll know when they're sleeping. I'll know when they're awake. I know if they've been bad or good, so, you know, hopefully... They'll be good for goodness sake, you know? Um, and they're going to think, you know, wait, um, <laughs> let's see here. And, you know, like I said, I think Santa turned out to be a great guy. But you know what the scariest thing about this whole thing is? Why the fuck are the children not asking these questions? I'd like to think... If I were to go back in time, back to my childhood, with the wherewithal that I have now, that I would think, okay, this guy's breaking into my house at midnight. He's dropping off presents. He likes, he likes children a lot, apparently. I want to know what this guy's intentions are, you know? <laughs> and it's scary that we're not teaching our children to question this. We need to teach them to question everything, guys, especially when it comes to strangers. Anyway, that's what I got about Santa. Um, <laughs> so I moved, I moved here recently. I'm struggling and making friends, you know? It's like moved here for a job, didn't know anybody. And making guy friends is tough. I just recently broke up with my girlfriend. And uh, it's like I don't even want to talk to girls. I just want dude friends, you know? I want to build a good group. And so, like, I'll meet a guy, you know, we'll be texting, it's exciting, you know. I say, hey, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's a software developer, he's white, he wants a burrito, right? I'll go, hey, you want to get, like, a burrito after work? And he's like, and then I see the bubbles come up, and I'm like, oh, he's going to text me back, and then they go away, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, uh, 
And then he texts me back. He's like, oh, hey, I already had a burrito for lunch, but thanks. And it's like, fuck you, man. You know, I just wanted to get dinner, you know? <laughs> we didn't have to get burritos. We could have got pizza, burger. I'm really open to anything. <laughs> but I don't want to seem too needy either. <laughs> it's tough out here, guys. Um, all right. Thank you for uh, the time. All right. Jeff Dean is using Tinder to date dudes for burritos. Yay! I yeah, burritos are always delicious. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I can't believe that you got nagged by a dude. You're so cute. Look at your beard. Like, how did he not? I was not into you. Like, that's so weird. Uh, your next comedian. Wow, you look like my ex-meth dealer. That is really exciting right now. I haven't seen that guy in 15 years. <laughs> Here you are. He even had a little dog. Uh, I don't know what's happening tonight. It's crazy. Uh, your next comedian, this hilarious individual, he runs a podcast called the FEFY. Uh, it's been changing dates, but you can find them on iTunes and tune in. It's the Fifi. Fuck everything. Fuck you. It's Timothy Pizza! Hi. <laughs> the, uh, the older I get, the weirder my thumbs taste. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, it's, uh, I've been drinking a lot of pond water. Uh, yeah, I know, it's like I'm getting older and I don't want to get old. Uh, like, you ever watch, like, a dude in his, like, 70s or 80s, like, take a nap? It's like he's fighting off the white light. <laughs> it's like, I remember my grandma, it's like, where the fuck did she bury all those parakeets? Every time I was over there, it was a new parakeet. <laughs> but, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna make it a positive thing. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my life one day. Uh, it's gonna be a good thing, though. Um... Everybody's got like these, uh, you know, their sex moves, like the Cleveland Steamer, the, uh, I don't know, the, yeah, the uh, Dirty Sanchez. I've got suicide moves. Uh, my, uh, my, first off, uh, there's the, the, uh, Sandy Duncan. Uh, Sandy Duncan was a weird old lady with a glass eye. Uh, that's when you uh, drown yourself in your cat's litter box. Uh, get that Sandy and you're dunking your head in there. Uh, it's a terrific wordplay. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the other one uh, is called the techie. Uh, that's just when you hang yourself on chat roulette. Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, then there's the come and go. And uh, that's when you're masturbating with your right hand, and right when you come, you give yourself Harry Carter with your left hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a, it's a weird world. It's a weird world, guys. <sighs> yeah, I know. So, uh, I've been trying to be less approachable. <laughs> it's just like, fuck everybody at this point. It's like, I mean, if you're a nice person, it's just like, I, you know, get so many phone calls and shit at work all day long. I'm just like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Trying to make like an aura of leave me the fuck alone. And like mumbling helps. And you can mumble like really like sincere weird stuff. Like I miss all of you. <laughs> and uh, they won't, they won't come close. Um, yeah. Like I was, thought, I was thinking about like getting really weird and doing something kind of perverted. Like, hey, I want to be your bidet. But then I thought about it. And that's like peeing on someone's butt. <laughs> and 
Yeah, I don't think I'm ready for that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I was trying to do uh, the, the girlfriend thing for a while. And, uh, yeah, I got one, and it only lasted like a week and a half. There were some red flags. Um, uh, yeah, she uh, she pissed on my floor for one thing. That was weird. Um, I'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, there was other things too. Like uh, I'd go to her place and it would smell like the best cookies in the world, and she lived alone. There was never any fucking cookies. <laughs> never offered a cookie. I looked around for cookies when she was sleeping. There was never any fucking cookies. Um, uh, so I work uh, in an office. And uh, I type in numbers in a machine, and the girl in the office next to me watches sports with the sound off. And listening to a girl watch sports with the sound off sounds like bad sex. Uh, I know what bad sex sounds like. Um, I was raised by a single woman. Uh, so I'm typing away, and I hear like, oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. Yeah, that's good, yeah, come on, shoot it. Shoot it, yeah, shoot it. It's like my dick moves, my ears perk up. I'm like, oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> so I'm like typing away, yeah, shoot it, shoot it, come on, shoot it. Yeah, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. No, no, idiot, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'm getting PTSD from <laughs> every sexual experience I've had with myself and anyone else, and uh, I'm looking at Microsoft Excel with a hella weird boner. <laughs> uh, I'm Timothy Pizza. Timothy Pizza, his weird boner, yay! I I always wanted. I I mean, not that I'm staring at guys when they're on stage and their dicks or whatever, but I've always wanted to see someone get like a half chub and be like, ha they're on stage and they're getting, they're like, this is so, I'm so awesome right now, like I'm totally. <laughs> I want to see that sometime and like confront them later. <laughs> at the brainwash, I'll pull them aside. I'm like, you really like yourself, don't you? I could tell. I saw your half chub during your set at the punchline. All right, your next comedian is a funny guy. I didn't mean to. Put those things together because I've never seen your half chub. I've never seen him do it, but he's a really funny guy. He runs a great show uh, at Adobe Books, am I remembering correctly? I don't remember anything. Not anymore. But he runs shows. I've been on his shows, and they've been produced, and they've been produced amazingly, and they were well attended, and he's a great producer and a very funny man. Put your hands together. It's David Roth. I almost said Lee accidentally in the middle. Yay. My shows are well attended as fuck. <laughs> Let me see your show. Richard's got a good show. It's just well attended. When you're starting out in comedy, guys, it's not, don't worry about being funny. The jokes will come, but will the people, okay? <laughs> will the people. Uh, yeah, last time we got, uh, no, I can't talk about production the whole time, can I? I'm, I, I, came, I didn't have time to decompress after work. I just ran here. I'm still full of poop. Like, you can tell. It's like, <laughs> I can just feel my entire small intestine right now. It's like all the way up here. And then the first guy wasn't here. What is this? Fernet? You can, it reaches. It reaches the toilet. I know, I've heard, I've heard your, I've heard your, this is, <laughs> I've heard your bowel movements during a set. And, <laughs> and that was distracting and you're like half my size. But yeah, no, it's, um, 
That's about Pam, guys. It's not, it's not really, I'm not trying to connect with everyone. It's just, it's about how many people can show up and pooping. <laughs> no, yeah, I, have, I really haven't had time to decompress. Jeff Dean, hey. uh, what's up? Uh, but yeah, no, it is weird because I work in advertising. I, someone was like, you're not supposed to talk about your day job. You want to let the audience know that you're, you know, a full-time comedian. But I know that'll make everyone here jealous because everyone's fucking unemployed. So uh, I just, <laughs> yeah, you wish. Uh, but it's, I have a weird, I have a weird job. You can kind of do anything because, uh, like last week I was doing ads for Pillsbury Doughboy, you know, like I was like with a voiceover guy and I was like, okay, a little bit of less like, hoo -hoo, but like this is a new pie crust, so make it like, hoo -hoo, and just like <laughs> bring your game, dude. It's a new pie crust. But now I'm doing like raid wasps and hornet killer, <laughs> which is like a week ago, it was like the Pillsbury guy. Now I'm like, am I Hitler for hornets? Like, <laughs> all I do is sit around thinking of ways to kill wasps and hornets. And there's like, our strategy is like, let's have our audience envision a world without wasps and hornets. I'm like, don't we need to pollinate flowers? Like, isn't that, that could be a problem. Um, but I was just thinking, because they want like viral videos, like they want things that, you know, that will get paid attention, but for some reason, like the only thing I can think of, like every good idea I have has already been done by ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> like if you just swapped out humans for wasps and hornets, like I was like, hmm, what if we just like I don't know threw like a couple gay hornets off a roof? I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, again, ISIS, again, you did it again. Uh, <laughs> fuck those guys. It's weird though to think that like I'm having this experience. Meanwhile, ISIS is really just it. Jews and Christians and Muslims are their wasps and hornets killers. Like they're just sitting around the same thing, legs kicked out on a table. Like uh, we could put them in a car, douse the car with oil, shoot a grenade launcher, and problem is gone. Yeah, that was sad. Um, so material, I uh, new things happen to me all the time, guys. Uh, first time for everything, right? I was at Larry Flint's Hustler Club. <laughs> Timothy, thank you. Uh, and I just, yeah, I just wanted to make intense eye contact. Uh, but this woman, she like, this woman like walked up to me and she just leaned over and she's like, you Jewish? <laughs> I, I mean, it made sense because I was wearing my Israeli flag pants and my <laughs> yellow star. No, I was like, what the fuck? Is it my nose? I got a huge complex. But uh, it just, <laughs> it just fuck, it sucks. And she just like wanted to be my, uh, she like already, p I don't know, was, uh, I felt already put in the friend zone. Like she didn't want to dance, she wanted to connect. Uh, and so she was like, she's like, so you know, my name's not actually Raquel. It's Ruchel. <laughs> and then I came. That's, <laughs> that's enough for a set. That was four minutes. Richard Sarvate smiling. Thanks, guys. David Roth, yes! Pleasing, getting pleased and pleasing strippers all over the Bay Area. <laughs> You ever been to the Gold Club? Have you ever been to the Gold Club for lunch? The buffet. Oh, shit. Churros and fried chicken and the watermelon, also very delicious. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Go for the fresh fruit and the churros. It's like Disneyland. Your next comedian 
He's a very funny man. He uh, is very helpful here at the station, and we appreciate him very much. You're gonna laugh at his jokes. Put your hands together. His name is Jason Boldforth. Yay! Oh, all right. Yes. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna. It's been like been like two weeks since I've done one of these. I'm getting back my bearings. I've been thinking a lot about pasta sauce. Not gonna lie, it's pasta sauce. I work in an Italian restaurant. Uh, you know what uh, the Italian word for your welcome is? It's fucking prego. <laughs> prego means you're welcome. That makes pasta sauce a whole new game. Walking down the fucking aisle, what am I gonna do for dinner? You're fucking welcome. <laughs> That's a little arrogant, don't you think? I mean, are you all that prego pasta sauce? Are you? I have many different flavors. You can't be everything, Prego. God. It, I mean, like, and it's always disappointing. Every time, every time. I imagine Prego is like that one douchebag that brings a guitar to a house party. Just a fucking asshole. I tried telling, uh, tried telling a couple of my friends I'm a comedian. They're like, you're not funny. I was like, god damn it. Being a comedian is like being that douchebag that brings a guitar to a house party, but you get laid a lot less. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. Been thinking a lot about autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's not something you're supposed to think about. Everyone tells you about how dangerous it is, but I mean, if so many people are doing it, something's gotta be right, right? <laughs> I mean, is the Batman suit optional though? Because that shit's expensive. <laughs> I can't afford a Batman costume and a belt and a doorknob, and to keep my dick in the hand at the same time. This is a lot of steps, it's really complicated. What's up, Aldo? Just heckling everyone's set. Just coming up here, drawing all the attention. I see the minute he walks on stage, everyone's like, hold on, dog. It's like a dog with a squirrel, except now it's people with a dog. It's a never-ending chain. Now there's aliens, and they're like, huh, person? Instead of watching comets flying across the sky and shit. <laughs> Been thinking about the universe. People are talking about a lot of stupid shit. You know that if a hypernova exploded, it's like a giant supernova, that the gamma radiation would fry us all and we'd all die? That's, that's not a joke, it's true. If it's within 2,500 light years of here, we're all dead. Who the fuck cares about the election? <laughs> no one gives a shit. All these protests about the election. I remember protests. I remember, like, I went to college once. I remember protesting. Protesting used to mean something. Protesting used to be, we will overcome. Now it's, we will overturn that cop car over there. And I will now get a new pair of Jordans from that footlocker. It's not about protesting, it's about rioting. And it's not about rioting, it's about looting. I am waiting for the one day everyone shows up to the riot to loot, but no one's actually there to riot and everyone just gets confused. Because what, what the hell are you going to do? You're going to be sitting there all in bandana masks and shit like, oh man, I sure hope someone distracts the police while I go get a new TV from Best Buy. <laughs> Whose turn is it this time, guys? <laughs> shit. No one came here to riot. Well, fuck, let's just make some Molotovs real quickly. Ah. I can't milk it anymore. That's about all the material I had for today. Bringing it into the universe and back around good times. 
finally we have a lady all day today i've been clamoring for the ladies i'm like what happened to the lady comedians like where do they go we finally have one here on happy hour you guys are going to be so pleased and you're going to laugh hysterically at the jokes of florentina tanase I love your earrings. What does it say? Plug in, it says Mutiny Radio! <laughs> I hate the news, because you never get all the information. A prince died, and they won't even say which one. <laughs> I have a job. I'm a stripper. Just kidding. <laughs> That's a hobby. Um, <laughs> I work at a hospital, and I'm an x-ray tech. I look at what people leave up there, but during sex, you weirdos. Like, I found Nemo and the shark chasing him. <laughs> I couldn't find Dory, though. She must have kept on swimming. <laughs> Um, and I have to deal with a lot of people who are drug seekers and sexist and have multi-personality disorders, and they want me to call them doctor, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and they all think they're God. Like, okay, just because your hipster son fucked a virgin. <laughs> oh wait, I think I read the Bible wrong, but... <laughs> Anyway, his son was a motherfucker. <laughs> um, I'm going to Europe in a few weeks. Back to the motherland, if you will. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff that in Europe you don't see here. Like, last time I was there, I saw a gypsy take a shit on a lawn. <laughs> I was like, Grandma, no. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> I know what you're wondering, though. Was that lawn for a man or a woman? <laughs> I don't know. It's a hot button issue, so I just wanted to plug that in. Okay, guys, since you asked, I will give you a synoptic analysis of the reader. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen that movie before? Allow me to ruin it for you forever. <laughs> um, basically, Kate Winslet is a Nazi cougar. <laughs> I know! <laughs> she starts fucking the 17-year-old, and he reads to her before sex because that's the only way she can orgasm, she says. I've come up with worse excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, guys? He finds out she can't read. What? <laughs> right? So then he breaks up with her, or like graduates high school, so he's like less attractive to her. Listen, he didn't fuck a real cougar. Don't give me that look. That would be like animal cruelty. <laughs> anyway, so then he goes to lawyer school, and he's in the, what is the, the room where the judge is? Like, if you hit too many pedestrians, you have to go there. 
um, the courthouse, sorry. So he's there, and there's a woman on trial because she put some Jews in a church and locked them, and it burned. Guess who it was? <laughs> Kate Winslet! What? I know! Because she couldn't read the sign. I said, don't burn people. <laughs> anyway, I won't ruin the ending like I did with 300, where I told my friend they all die at the end, but I will tell you this. He records himself reading, and for like 20 years, she's like listening to it. And then the what does she do the day before she's supposed to get out? She kills herself. Because audiobooks are the worst atrocity this world's ever experienced. They're the worst. Alternate ending. <laughs> They're in a boat with all of his audio tapes in a big crate. And then they throw the crate out in the water, but then they jump after it, and they're on the crate. And then the guy's like, that's for Leonardo DiCaprio. And he swims away. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Florentina Tanase breaking down the movies that I don't want to see anyways. I like your versions. I think you should do a whole podcast where you just go through movies and do the whole plot. Do all the voices for me. Fuck you, Leonardo. I've never seen Titanic either, so that made me happy, that little tag at the end. Your next comedian is staring at his phone and his notepad, which means he's really thinking about his jokes for you guys right now. He's ready to bring the heat. Are you guys ready to take it? Clap your hands together, it's Ken Suzuki. I didn't have to say anything, this is awesome. I hate to say it guys, but I had a revelation today. It's hard for me to admit, but I don't think religion is as forward thinking as I thought it was for our day and age. I, I was, why, for example, why do, do I have churches not yet installed Square apps on the side of their donation buckets? <laughs> Who pays with cash anymore? <laughs> Isn't this how they're supposed to stay in business? Why would they do this to themselves? And it's not just churches either, when I think about it. How hard has this cashless society gotta be for bums? How hard has the panhandling in industry been hurt by our cashless society? Uh, just a couple of thoughts. I, um, do we have any dog people in this audience? Like oh, one? Okay, good. So this is a room full of cat people then I'm guessing? Yes. I'm a cat person myself. I'm sorry if you're a dog person, but I find that I have more respect for people uh, that don't need me. <laughs> I was like, I already have one girlfriend. I don't need another emotional codependent to worry about in my life. <sighs> this is going about subparly, which is, you know, a pretty good set for me. <laughs> Thinking a lot about animals. Um, and how, uh, had it not been for learning about evolution, I never would have thought that we were. Uh, because the things that we do to each other sexually are some of the freakiest things that I don't think any animal could ever devise. Like, 
think about it. Who here has heard of any primatologist documenting, documenting a case of throat fucking amongst the chimpanzees? <laughs> Our closest genetic relatives. You don't hear any cases of panda fisting now, do you? <laughs> and who here has ever heard of a wallaby bukkake? <laughs> I'm sure it would be adorable indeed. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Ken, tentacle porn exists. Tentacle porn exists. Yes. <laughs> but they don't watch it. We do. Not the octopi, not the cephalopods. <laughs> Listen, we're the only species out there that needs a safe word. That's all I'm saying. Now, I did this bit about two weeks ago. And another comic came up to me and was like, yeah, Ken, I don't know if I agree with that joke. Because you've got to think about the bonobos. <laughs> Fuck the bonobos. <laughs> Ooh, they have incest, they have an occasional orgy. Those fucking amateurs. Until I hear, oh, I forgot what this joke was gonna go with it, anyway. <laughs> until, oh, until I hear about a bonobo getting off from having its balls stomped on, or even a simple, a simple bonobo airtight, don't talk about the fucking bonobos. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Suzuki rocking it out here for you guys. Animal sex makes me want to watch some Animal Planet tonight. Get excited, yeah. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, is a wonderful human being. He's part of the Desi comedy, everything he runs, uh, uh, the setup every Saturday at 222 Hyde. Uh, he's hilarious in his own right, and he knows how to read directions and follow them, which makes me so happy. Put your hands together for Richard Savante! Yes. You heard it here. I am funny in my own right, okay? <laughs> I don't know what right you guys operate on, but you know, let's hope it's the same one. I did, I did all the tasks to be here today. <laughs> I did. And I have earned the right to perform four minutes of garbage. <laughs> I, this morning I woke up, I turned on notifications for the Mutiny Radio Facebook page. <laughs> I even put a different noise for that than the regular stuff on my phone. Most notifications on my phone are like Bing! This one was <laughs> anyway, yeah, 11, I don't know, 53, something was posted there. I did the tasks. Stephen Massey beat me somehow. <laughs> Is he already gone? I don't know how he did it. Um, okay, time for the garbage. So, anytime, like, there's a bunch of warrior stuff happening right now. <laughs> anytime this, like, sports season starts, I just know, like, okay, here's, like, I don't even know, two months of me not connecting with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hibernation for friendship. <laughs> it's just like, I hope I made enough friends during the off season that <laughs> I can get through. And I, I mean, I could have so many friends if I knew about sports. <laughs> it's just like, and I think it, I'll, if I could just fix the issue of like mixing up names of sports teams and the sports that they play, <laughs> I think I'd be like way, you know, I'd have a big advantage. Like, I don't know, like Warriors are playing, now who are they playing? The, the Earthquakes? 
Chicago earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. Most teams are just named after n natural phenomenon, right? Just like, who are the Houston flash floods? Or <laughs> is that a team? <laughs> That's all. I was like, where are they playing? Oracle Arena. Is is that where the the Ringling Brothers play when they come through? <laughs> oh, I don't like. I don't even think I could be good at talking to people about sports, even if I did a bunch of research. Like. I don't know, someone would hit a home run and I'd just be like, oh, you know what Jackie Robinson did a bunch for civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. <sighs> All right. What else is going on? Uh, Passover was recently. Jewish. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it done? Saturday. It's, it's finished on Saturday. Oh, so it's still going. Yeah, we have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the story of Passover, right? Like, uh, you put sheep blood on your door so God knows not to give you the pestilence, right? <laughs> That's good. I, th I use the same tactic on Muni. <laughs> you know, like I just cover myself in sheep's blood and then, you know, the inspector knows not to ask me for my ticket. <laughs> this guy probably has, you know, some other business. Um, I, I was uh, in the bathroom at work and uh, underneath the stall I saw my coworker's badge. And it's just weird, like, because in his badge, he's, like, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but then the sounds he's making, it doesn't really sound <laughs> like he's smiling. I was just looking at a badge that's, like, <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> um, on the sidewalk over uh, in 16th and Mission, I saw on the uh, ground, it said, uh, die, you yuppie scum. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, but a yuppie, I mean, that's just a young urban professional. I mean, like, we want to be young, right? We want to be urban. We like being Test one, right? two. I don't know. It's just like, do we just Test one two. three good things for a person? It's like, what about, like, I don't know, toned, intelligent doctors? <laughs> you know, like, titties. <laughs> titties are destroying San Francisco. <laughs> 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 All right, one more. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was uh, talking to my friend uh, yesterday about, like, what kind of drunk are you? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, like, a happy drunk. You know, I'm not, like, introspective. I was just wondering, do, uh, is that, like, for other drugs, too? Like, do crackheads talk about the same thing? Like, like what kind of crackhead are you? Oh, I'm, like, an introspective crackhead, you know? Like, <laughs> I miss my father. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Yeah! Taking his backpack on stage. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. All right, I just want to check to see if Christopher Jarmillo is here. There he is. All right, you want to go up next or you want to wait a couple people? Oh, you'll go. All right, you guys, your next comedian. Funny guy, laugh and clap your hands hysterically for Christopher Jarmillo. Sorry, I was, I was late. I, uh... I usually do stand up somewhere else and I went I, I was going I navigated there so and that was obviously not here <laughs> so I um baby this is what you came for lightning strikes every time she moves and everybody's watching her but she's looking at you
Hello, hello, hello. We are live with House of Pride Radio with your host here, Salvadorable. And Pearl G. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Oh, you have my mic quite low. Oh, on I that. Go, oh okay. Let's Definitely do it. It's still low. It's the fourth one, boo. The fourth one. Okay. <laughs> Grace Pearl Tees, he's trying it already, Grace. Always me in the house, I swear to God. Anyways, what's going on, Salvador? Not much, not much. I well, well, I was uh, coming out here um, in Uber and uberly late, but oh my God, like we were listening to the the uh, the, the Debate. debates on there. And the, this lady was just laughing, and I was like, "What are you laughing about?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm laughing because Hillary's a liar." And I'm like. What is she lying about? They were talking about the WikiLeak, and on the WikiLeak, it said that she wanted open borders. Uh-huh. And she's clarifying it. She says, I said that, but you have to read the whole sentence about what I said. And it's like, I want open borders for all electricity so that we can, we can have this ability for us to be able to transfer le- electricity to and from other countries. Uh-huh. But she's like, she's lying. I'm like, have you read it? She's like, no, but she's a liar. I'm like... So now you're assuming she's a liar. So now right. you're laughing at her for thinking that she's a liar when she could possibly not be a liar. Right, she'd be telling the truth, girl. Yeah. You're a mess. Oh, my God. And then we got into it. And then I was like, so you think that she's lying? I said, but you're okay for your – I'm assuming you're going to vote for Donald. But you're okay for him talking about grabbing women's pussies? Pussies, girl. <laughs> and she was I, like, when did he say that? I'm like, you girl, got I would have pulled it up on my phone. I would have been like, "Bitch, are you serious? Let me pull this up right like, let's now." Let's go around. Let's, let's, let's go around here. Let me. Let's right. let you see it. Oh I my can't. God. Yeah. And then she was going, and I was like, "And t- this boy talk that they were talking about." I'm like, "I even when I didn't know I was gay, you know, I never said anything like that. Like, I mean, that's horrific." I would have got my mouth washed out with soap. Or- that is so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So disgusting. I can't even. Oh, my god. I gosh. can't believe we have people in San Francisco voting for Donald Trump. Exactly. Yeah, that was just crazy. And she just continued. And I and I had to agree to disagree, right? I mean, we all have our own places to do Girl, our stuff, I would have had but- to kick her ass out my motherfucking Uber, girl. You got to go. Girl, bye. Let me get you your rating. Right, your- girl. <laughs> Wait, was she the driver? She was the driver. She was the driver. She- Oh, I thought it was like an Uber pool, girl, and she was just in the car with you. Oh, no, no, no. No. Girl, you would have got a one on that rating. I would have left you the worst review. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we were, we were. I don't know, we were out there having it. You better put a number one on that star because I think you can get credit back for that ride. I will. I definitely will. (laughs) So that was my uh, ride over here and... And I mean, she's not even rich. She's driving for Uber, girl. Yeah. Who are you trying to fool? Why oh, are you yeah. like, I can't. <laughs> and she's trying to talk about selling uh, selling solar to me and stuff. And I'm like, girl. like what's Selling this? solar, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Why energy? She gave me her card. I'm like, I'm ready to rip this shit up right, right. now. <laughs> is this it? Yes. Oh, that's her name. <laughs> girl, her name is Tona with the name Tona, girl. Denning. <laughs> Tony Danning, you are one stupid broad. I am so sorry. And that was one mistake you made. <laughs> one too many. Right. One too many, girl. You said that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was where Her card has in. the nerve to say, what's your plan? <laughs> At least Hillary has one. Exactly. I'm just saying. That is right. Well, the debates are going on right now. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't deal with the debates. It takes yeah. too much. My friends were talking. They were all at high tops right now, and they're mm-hmm. all watching it. I mean, I guess the gays love that. I mean, it's like, you know, we're all like in there like, oh, right. s- screw him. And yeah. But Well, uh, <laughs> struggle is real, girl. Yeah. So what's going on with you? What's what's new with you? Um, I am just actually 
finishing up. Um, I, I've already finished booking all of them. Um, now I'm just performing at all of my last shows before my breast augmentation. Wow. Um, so I just finished at the residence, which I saw you at. Yeah. I forgot. Girl, um, you were fierce with that hair working in. That was a lot of fun. Oh. I, lo- I love working with Kit Zapata yeah. and uh, Patty McGroin and... They had a lot of a, a lot of good company there. Eva Sensitiva was there, um, but other than that, um, you guys can catch me. Uh, where am I next, girl? I I'm next w- at Big Top with Aju, which is over at Bo with t- uh, Tyrus Sanchez from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, and then I am going to be over, actually in Oak Oakland at Langamare for Maxine Pad's time of the month. Okay. And then, right. Maxine, I just got it. Right, wow. yeah. Thickening, girl. I love it. And then um, my last show is going to be November 13th over at the Cafe for the Glamazon um, for Angie's comeback show and my farewell show. Okay. Um, but if you guys want to see me make an appearance outside of drag, I will be um, at Alley Cat Bookstore. Okay. Um, they have something called My Gaze, Your Gaze. Um, and they pretty much have someone, a speaker come in, and they select a film. And after they show the film, um, they talk about how it relates to them as a person who's LGBT. Um, and I'm actually the first person who picked a film that's not, like, like blatantly LGBT. <laughs> like, LGBT is not really in the film. Okay. Um, and it's more, like, of a mainstream film, and it's science fiction, which... It's something that they haven't had a person pick yet, so I'm excited to do to do that. Awesome! Can you tell us what the film is? Um, it's going to be the host. Okay. I, I think it's the same person who wrote um, the Twilight series. Yeah. Um, but um, that is going to be November sixth, which is a Sunday at six p.m. at Alley Cat Books. It's a free event. Okay. I think they're going to have snacks and stuff. Um, you guys should come on out. Very nice. Very um, nice. Yeah. Well, going back to your drag, I loved your performance. I, what I love about you when you perform is that you're out there performing with the song, but you're moving. You know the you know the words. Right. You know the moves, and you knew when to shake it. Well, I mean, you it should was. Have oh to perform, God, right? it was so good. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. You know, you right. just didn't. <clears throat> Sometimes I, I think it's really interesting when you see someone who's an entertainer, mm-hmm. you know, who performs for an audience versus someone who's trying to demand attention. Right. And I think you you uh, earn that attention, and you and you and how you do it is through your performances. And like it was right. really awesome to see. And that one number where you kept going on and ripping more off and ripping right. more off, like, <laughs> it was really cool. Like you you got our mm-hmm. attention. Like oh my god, what else is she gonna take off? What else is she gonna take right. off? So I think that Wait till I get titties. I'll take <laughs> off a whole lot more. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you were working your hips, too, and going all the... Right. Now, how do you do this with your heels? Like, I was looking at you, and I'm like, damn it. That means you're on your toes. And then, I mean, going all the way down with your, with your right, heels. Right, cartwheeling oh, and all kinds of yes. stuff. Yes. Um, I, I, well, I was a trained dancer when I was um, younger, for okay. one. Um, and I don't know, I've always been, you know, at, you know, I started going to, cl- to the club and dressing in heels, at, you know, at an early age, like 18, okay. 19. So I was always able to dance in heels. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. It just and came natural. you 22 now, so. 22. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm 22. Girl, I wish. <laughs> um, but um, I'm really curious. I mean, it's always, you know, when I started entertaining, um, in drag shows and stuff like you have all this extra stuff I like I remember when I first started padding like 
that drastically changed my uh, style of performance as far as like how you move and being how fast you're able to move. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how much having breasts is going to like change my style of performance and stuff too. Okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Now, with, um, is there a certain size you're going for? With, when I'm you're... getting 400 cc's. Okay. Um, which is different on every woman, but okay. um, I'll probably have a very large C or a small D. Okay. Okay. Yes. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, no, well, it, it actually shows in your performances. I mean, you are a performer. You're an entertainer that's right. out there, and I really enjoy watching you. And I've seen you throughout, but it, right. even, even on Saturday, it was just like amazing because I was so close, and right. your two numbers were just amazing the, to, to draw the crowd in. We wanted to see more and more. And your hair, girl, was fierce. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I was there. I was like, damn, she's got it all. And what does? <laughs> I would probably be like off on the number because I wouldn't know when it would be flicking. Right. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for five or six years. I, I hope I know what I'm doing at this point. But, yeah. you know, there were, there were everyone I think was great that night. There was a lot of great performers. Correct, yeah. And what I think, I, what I like about Patty and, and Kit is like, the diversity that they brought there. Yeah, I love, it that. I love it's that. It's from like someone who, who like you, who's, who's an entertainer, who's a performer, who's mm-hmm. obviously, obviously has history of, of being right. able to perform and entertain for the crowd. And then there was some new people. Um, yeah, there was, were, a, there was a girl who I don't think she's been out for a full year yet. Okay. Or maybe maybe she's been out shortly over a year, but I remember her first time stepping in drag. Like her first year, she w- really had only performed like less than a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just now starting to get. I mean, yeah, she they they bring a wide variety of girls, and that's always really entertaining to see. Yeah, and it was cool at the end. There, there, there was a straight crowd starting to come in. Yeah, and it started yeah. picking up, and I was like, wow. <laughs> the residence is actually a, a it's a straight venue. Oh, okay. Um, I had no idea. I had no idea about the venue until uh, Kit and Patty invited me the first time, um, but I found out it's actually a, a primarily straight venue. Okay. It's cute though. I love it. Yeah. It's definitely one of my like. Because of how, it, like, I, I've performed for big crowds, and, you know, I perform all over the place, but it's it's starting to grow on me to be, like, one of my, you know, I get more excited to go there. Yeah. Because it's such a cute little place to perform. Yeah, and I like the diversity of the crowds. Every time I've been there, mm-hmm. there's sometimes have been birthday parties, there's a right. lot of, of, of times where there's been... Uh, visitors from other places right. that are there, that their friends that live around, bring them to the show. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's, it's quite entertaining to see that type, the, the crowd as well as the performances that are there. Right. Yeah, yeah I love it. Pretty cool. But what Pretty did you do besides the residents on Saturday? Um, oh, what didn't I do? Let's see. Gosh, so Saturday we started there. Um, before the residents, we had our monthly fundraiser for the Imperial Courts. Um, you guys Nick, do? Nick and Eva were doing it. It was called uh, Saka to Them. This mm-hmm. was their, their an annual event that Nick uh, and Eva had performed. And what they raised is we raised money or we raised money and or socks for the night ministry. What they do is during at the nights when they go out and talk to the homeless youth that are out there or just homeless in general, they try to give them socks. And what I've learned from friends is that when they find a homeless person who is ill or something, they sometimes they don't know like what they've eaten or, or whatever what's causing it. However, by looking at their socks, and it's kind of gross, but looking at the liquids or whatever's on the socks, they can kind of determine and, and narrow the focus of, of what what issues they're having based on 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 the stuff that they they have on their socks. So it's kind of it's, it's gross, but it's also that's why there's a big need for that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was really cool. It was a, it was really well attended, and I think they raised about seven hundred dollars for the event. All so. right, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's and so a shout out to to the emperor out in Reno, David Harrison White, my brother there. He uh, called in and he'd given a hundred dollar donation for us. Oh my so. god, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, so it was pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, so it was a really fun event, and we went to uh, the residence. Where else did I go? I feel like I went to several places that night. Um, yeah, because there was, oh, the Crew de Kink was throwing another event, so I went out to that as well. And then at Balançois, they had an event for Healing Hands. And what they, they do is they have, um, what is it, activities for individuals who are going either through depression, who are HIV positive, and they give them an environment to be, to be themselves and not to have those worries, and they can actually talk or f- feel comfortable in their environment with others without having to worry about their the issues that, that they're they're impacted by. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. They do like river rafting tours and so forth. Uh, there, it was oh, from from Oasis. Uh, uh, what Mother? is her name? Um, no, who? Heclina. Heclina. Yeah, Heclina was the MC there. So that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, so actually from there we went. That's when I went out and, uh, to residence and saw you girls out there. So it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was really, really packed. This weekend was packed. We had that, and then the bow, uh, the Gappa had a, a bow event. It's so the annual bow tie event where they actually give money and give their grants to youth throughout. Uh, throughout, I guess actually, it's an international uh, award, and they help gay youth who are doing things and empowering things within their community to go to school. And so it's pretty cool to see that experience and yeah, experience that. Uh, we had a lot of people there. I think. Uh, uh, let's see, Win Fam, former Mr. Gappa was there, as well as Kamara Rouge was there, uh-huh. Jethro, our, our current Mr. Gay, as well as, uh, let's see, wow, uh, Miss, the Miss Mimi Yosa from the Golden Gates, she yeah. was there as well, Era Maya was there, our ICP, Emma Peel, my Empress was there, so yeah, quite, quite well attended. Uh, yeah, that's, that was pretty cool and fun. I really like the, our, our community here in San Francisco, I like talking about that because you go to other places and we do so much and there's so many groups and I like when we can coexist and work together to help raise awareness for each of the causes. Mm-hmm. Our specific group might may not be getting the, the, the funds or whatever, but we can help those other groups to, to get those funds and bring awareness. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. Like, they've been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. So, like, they're pros at it by the, at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, girl, it's starting to fill up. All right. The party is about to start. All right. What do you say we go on a break, and then we'll get this ball rolling? Let's do that. So we are, again, this is House of Pride Radio with your host. Pearl Tees, girl. And and then we will will come back shortly. Girl, look at Salvador. What you came for Lightning strikes Every time she moves oh,
Alrighty, we are back with House of Pride Radio. So, Girl, do you have so it's your friend's birthday. I knew it. There we go. <laughs> All right. Everything's up? <laughs> you got me all flustered here, Pearl. <laughs> all right. So we have Miss Kai Kai B. Michaels in the house. Hi. Hey, welcome. What's going on, girl? <sighs> right girl I very very busy but um i've been having a good time um i have three shows this week <laughs> all right and uh Come on, girl i had a rehearsal last night and very little sleep <laughs> oh so, i know what that's like <laughs> yeah so um we did um well the cast of the monster show did um hamilton one night and i was hamilton and we were lucky enough to take that to the mother stage and now we are lucky enough to take that to the piano fight theater stage so all right we have um the first two fridays in november we're going to do it at an actual theater so it's going to be a hamilton a bridge drag extravaganza i love it <laughs> Very nice. Oh, the monster show is always starting stuff off, girl. I lay off. I know there, there, there's so much talent there that it's it's insane. It's where I started. I started over at the monster show. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think the monster show was my first gig in the city. So. <laughs> yeah, it it was between the monster show, the cafe, and a club that doesn't exist anymore. What is that club called? It was down over in the Tenderloin. Mm. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Huh. I'm going to remember, girl. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. I, I know exactly where I can find it, but I'll get back to you. I did say you were 22. Come on, girl. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Let me let me uh, pretend back like I'm young again, girl. So, yeah. So, tell us about the Monster Show. Um, you guys started there with Hamilton? Yeah, yeah. So, it was just kind of a random theme. You know, they just decided to do Hamilton, and I was super stoked about it. And then they were like, hey, do you want to be Hamilton? It's like, yes, of course. Um, we're actually, or I'm I'm actually going to be there tomorrow for um, the Edges ugh, 18th anniversary? No, I think something? it's the 25th, actually. Oh, yeah, really? I think it's okay. the 25th. Oh, girl. <laughs> girl. Uh, so it's older than I am. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, I did steal that joke from someone on the Deco Lounge. I'm sorry, girl. That's oh, the name of that club, Deco Lounge. Oh, that's that. right, the Deco Lounge. Wow, it's been a while. A while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, girl. Go yeah, ahead. No worries, no worries. <laughs> Deco, Deco. I'll um, yeah, so I I met the Monster Show as much as possible, but I live in the South Bay, so it can that. be hard to get up there. Uh, just now was a good uh, hour and a half in traffic. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, because you, you don't live in the city. No, I live in Sunnyvale. Oh, oh girl, you yes. drive all the way out here for these shows. <laughs> yeah. I, they don't. Yeah. That don't even pay for your gas, girl. You know, actually, it's it, I break even. Like it's okay. All right, it's girl. It's fun, so I guess it's worth it. Like. I like, guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, but it's also got to pay for your, your drag, girl. That's true. I mean, otherwise I'd just be sitting at home playing video games, so it's like... I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm know. perfectly fine with that, girl. My video game life has suffered since I started doing drag. <laughs> Me, m- mine's too, and I've recently 
decided that I can't, I just can't let it happen anymore. So I've, <laughs> plus I need to take more time for myself anyway. I've been performing way too much. So I've been performing a little less and been back on, back in the gamer world just a little bit, but <laughs> I recommend it, girl. Nice. Nice. That's a good idea. What are you playing? I am, I'm replaying Fallout 4. Nice. Um, I just got the entire Bioshock trilogy. Ooh. I know. Um, I was doing the division for a little bit. Um, I'm in the middle of like three or four games right now. Yeah, sounds uh, about thanks, right. Bro. Very nice. I've been playing this one Vikings game. Like it's all about Vikings. I think it's girl. maybe because I'm an emperor, right? And I have a kingdom. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I chat yeah. with you. It's like civilization or something. It's so funny. Like I'll be there and um, I'll have somebody over and they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, well, "I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta do something." They're like, "What are you gonna do?" And I'm like, "You gotta go smoke. You gotta do something." I'm like, no, I gotta go feed my Vikings. I gotta go get them with something. And so, yeah, so I come home at night and go check on them, see how they're doing, resurrect some of them, go fight other kingdoms. Nice. And, yeah. Some armor, girl. There's accessories you can wear. Oh, put yeah. jewels on these people. I live. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I used to be a, a big Sims addict back oh, in the God. day. Oh, my gosh. The yeah. mother load. Right, girl. I had every single one except for the, except for the online. Oh, yeah, I didn't have that one either. But every other one, girl, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single one. And you just apply your cheats, and then you build whatever Rose house you girl. want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, girl. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to be amazed, and I have to tell you something. So I started a new company. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's inspired by by a lot of the SimCity, where it's about erecting like buildings and so forth. And uh, the company's called Herbs and Burbs, where my, my, my um, business partner, Mike Evans, and I we, we've gotten together and we're going to build eight different buildings here within the city and allow kids to build them. It's going to be out of recycled wood and recycled plastic. Wow. And it's kind of inspired, like I said, with The Sims. We actually listen to the music from Sim City and oh, it's all playing. Cute. And yeah, so we, we did a couple of the houses already. We've done 101 or 100 Ben S. Uh-huh. So that one, I'll, I'll show you all pictures of it. Yeah. And then we also, have, uh, so we call it. 100 Van Herbs, because they're herbs and burbs. <laughs> and the people of, of Uberbia, are, there's no gender. So the names that we're going to use for all the people, it's going to be like Charlie or Max. or you know. So it'll, it'll, we want it to be a gender-neutral type of environment where parents awesome. can teach their kids about the social issues that go around. So the accessory packs they'll purchase are, like it'll be a camping gear. And so they'll talk about either going camping or they'll talk about the homelessness that's happening within the city. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be made here in San Francisco. And so we've already done two of our prototypes. And our next big gig or big one that we're going to do is Salesforce Tower. Like we want to be like the first ones to go at it. And these oh. are going to be like huge. So the uh, 100 Van Burbs or Van, uh, yeah, Van Herbs is actually, I would say it's like probably about like three feet tall. And uh, now the, the Salesforce Tower, that one's going to be about like four to five feet tall. So awesome. we're geared towards like the cool, the cool aunts or the gay gunkles, you know, that I wanna, love it. They want to give their, their nephews and nieces that cool toy <laughs> because the parents, I mean, they've gone out and popped out kids. Right? Girl, but just... what if we just want the toy? Totally. I mean, <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. No, you're absolutely right. Like that's, and we're, there's going to be people who are going to want it, want it from, from a collectible perspective and have that. And city hall is another one that we want to want to create. I would that love that monster. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's two, two blocks. I don't know if you ever realized that, but yeah, Girl, I've been oh. up and down that oh. goddamn building. <laughs> Don't even get me started on City Hall, girl. Yeah, so there'll be more to come. Ho- hey, we, we, if everything goes well, by by December, we'll have a couple of the prototypes out at Sparky's Fun and Joy where you can actually play with the city and put it together. 
that's well, awesome. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, girl, you gotta keep us updated with that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Tag what? me in all the things. Right. <laughs> no. Um, go, so what other shows do you have besides this this one at that what theater is it um piano fight piano fight i've never been there before <laughs> is that the one near union square I, well i heard it's yeah near market on taylor i think so i think i've actually been there for the piano fight oh okay yeah, yeah. i've heard about that I, I have yet to go to as well but i heard I like theater seating um yeah, yeah i heard it's yes. pretty it's interesting it's an interesting little venue all right. <laughs> that makes me Let's happy. get this party, party started. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm also doing, um, uh, of course, uh, the monster show for the anniversary tomorrow. And then Friday will be Ain't Your Ma- Mama's Drag Show with Cruz and Deleu, yeah. uh, which is always a great time in the mission at Balançois, um, which I know is one of your stomping grounds, right? Yeah, yeah, girl. I'm... <laughs> I used to be at Balançoir at least twice a month, but right. <laughs> girl, she got to take a little bit of, yeah. of a break. <laughs> yeah. She can't be there too often. It's self-break. Right. Um, and then Saturday, uh, I will be down in San Jose for Woo Woo Circus. All right. So fun. You've been there a few oh. times, right? Yeah, yeah. I love circus. She's been there's, trying to get me down there's there. There's so many interesting performances and like... That's what that stage is for. Yeah, yeah. right? It's <laughs> a mess in the best way. <laughs> There's actually a splash zone at that show where they're like, okay, guys, stand back, you know, if you don't want to get splashed or whatever, because you never know. Yeah, what you never know gonna... who's going to bring something messy. Yeah. What do you get splashed with? Powder, okay. chocolate, anything. Yeah, there was this one time, my actually my drag sister, uh, Sookie, sing a new song, Michaels, um, she did a roast of Woo Woo where she took... Um, Melons and she drew Woo's face on them and then did a Gallagher style, you know, wow. <laughs> smack them with a mallet thing. So the DJ actually had to put like plastic over the DJ booth so she didn't get melon all over her and uh, the crowd just got sprayed with fruit. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow, wow. Now, how, tell, tell me about how you got into drag. What's what, what turned you on into being that, that entertainer? Um, good question, actually. Um, I am. I consider myself genderqueer, mm-hmm. and um, I I feel more masculine a lot of the time. Um, so the idea of a man in a man in a dress wasn't ever super foreign to me. Like that's kind of how I feel walking around in my day to day life. So even though like I feel like I'm under the T umbrella, even though I don't intend to transition or anything, like. You know, I'm still there, and, like, I figured drag is a way to kind of be a representative for people like me and also a way to express who I am. Um, The way that I kind of fell into it, though, is just, I mean, all my life I've loved drag queens and drag media. Um, And I I grew up in Detroit, so I moved here, and I found uh, Tinker's Dam, which is closed now, even though they were open for, like, 50 years. Um, But, you know, gentrification and everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Tinker's Dam in San Jose was home to a lot of um, people that I call family. Um, And I just would go and see the shows all the time. And I became friends with some of the performers. And then um, Angel Michaels, she um, is amazing. And she was like, hey, you know, if you want to, like, perform sometime or whatever, you can. And at first I did the whole, oh, I'm kind of a girl, though. So I guess I'll just, like, sing live and 
Eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> um, you know, so I started doing that and I would go a little more burlesque. But then, you know, I was like, I don't see why I can't do what, what the rest of these girls are doing. It looks right. like so much fun to just dance and like, you know, I mean, lip sync, but, you know, focus on dancing and performing. So I started doing more and more drag numbers and... Um, I just did that for a while every Sunday and Monday pretty much for um, about a year. And then Woo started her show, and that was um, my first gig outside of TDs. And seeing her show and seeing, like, how much she pushes her performers to just say, like, hey, you know, you have to bring it. You have to come come up with a, an amazing number, something that's thought out, something with a concept, you know. Um, having her push me like that made me really want to do drag more. And so she brought me up to the city, to the edge. And that's where I met Cookie. And she was like, yeah, I'll throw you in, you know, see what happens. And then here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you've been a performer for how long now? Uh, about four years. Okay. So a little while. <laughs> All right, girl. Now we also have Miss Sable Jones in the building. Oh, yeah. well. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Is this thing even on, girl? I don't know. You got to ask Salvador that it question, girl. On. He's been playing with me your, today. Your volume's moving over here. <laughs> you know, I don't need a microphone, honey. Don't get me started up in this place. Praise the Lord. I, I know that. Welcome, we Welcome to back. the church of Sable, honey. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, Miss Jones? You know what? I can relate to what my sister Pearl was saying, and I'm in a bit of a small hiatus period i'm doing very very few gigs well i'm not in a hiatus yet i got three weeks yeah that's what i'm saying and six days left (laughs) we're definitely pumping the brakes yeah so to speak Mm -hmm. with those pumps honey um my pumps are a little lower than pearls however (laughs) but i'm no just taking a small break after everything that happened um recently i just realized i just need to kind of refresh myself and mm-hmm. what I'm trying to give into the world. And I just want to be sure every time I'm doing that, it's going to be something authentic, not because what someone else thinks I should be doing. Right. And I think that's important as a performer because my drag is a little bit, um, it's not just about a gig for me. Every time I put on my drag, it's for the people around me. It's for my community. It's very, very um, extrinsically driven. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> it really, really is. I mean, it's not about um, notoriety because you know what? I've been around for a long time. Right. I'm doing it for the community. And so for me, I need to make sure that that expression is real. Because otherwise, you're wasting your time. And that's why, and that's why I bought champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, girl. Yeah. Nice to see you all. Right. What shows, what gigs do you have coming up before you take your hiatus? Um, uh, on Friday night, I'm doing something at the GLG, L, hold on, GLBT Historical Society. Mm-hmm. They're having a black cat event with Cruz and Dulu, oh, as a matter of fact. Nice. We're just going to be there, kind of be their kind of entertainment for the evening. They're having a small kind of um, special event there. And they just asked myself and Marijuana, who we love so I much. I love Marijuana. And Cruz and Dulu. There's someone. Are you doing it too? No, I'm not doing it. I that thought one. I could. <laughs> anyway. You're there it's, on Friday. You said you were going to be there at, at Cruz nope. and Dulu's show. Oh, KK is going to um, Balançoire yes. Friday night. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. And so Cruisin' Shoes show is actually being hosted this Friday by Woo Woo. Got because it. Because is tied up doing this little show over at the um, Historical Society. So mm-hmm. we're all over the place, honey. Tis the season. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Cool. That, so that confused me because I thought it was going to be there and it was it, it was the beneficiary was the LGBT Historical Society. No, Ancient Society. Mama's Drag Show is still happening. I love that show, too. I did that yeah. show 
a few times with Cruz in. And I tell you, the audience there is not your typical drag show no. patrons. First no. of all, it's more like ambush drag. They don't realize the drag show is about to happen until it does. <laughs> when Cruz and usually come down from a hoop or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just so enthusiastic because it's something they've heard of and they're in the middle of the mission on a Friday night. So they're confused a little bit. But the show is always, always very unique. She brings a lot of opportunities to people who don't get a lot of other, other opportunities to perform in the city. Um, and now they are now all over the place. So I feel like Cruzen's show is actually a bit of a catapult for a lot of people who are very, very, very special and haven't found that way to those mainstream gigs yet. So shout out to Cruzen, by the way. Right. Love her very, very much. She's definitely, um, her and Sugar Beaties are spearheading the Hamilton project. And it's like, uh, it just makes me happy to be around them so much. So, okay, take over. But this is funny. A couple of weeks ago, Sugar Beaties had a had her show, Monster Show, with um, new host Laundra Time. Oh, this was the Dolly Parton tribute night, <clears throat> and guess who performed the Dolly Parton tribute night? <laughs> Sable Jones. Oh, wow. <laughs> Girl, they said Sable, we'd love to have you at the Dolly Parton tribute night. And I was confused. I looked in the mirror. I said. They know I'm chocolate, right? <laughs> <laughs> How's this did, supposed to work? Did you do I Will Always Love You, girl? Of That's what you should have did. I, did. I was going to say, you better have done I, I Will Always Love You. I did the Whitney version. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I learned, and I learned the second song because it was two numbers. And so, you know, I'm Southern. I can get this. I can figure this out. It was it was special. But I did. <laughs> it was tongue-in-cheek to have me in the cast. And I got it immediately. And I think the crowd did, too. I love it. Yeah, but it was a Thursday night. You know I'm old. I'm like a school <laughs> night gig, honey. You look well, fierce. I it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz it meets the Wiz. You know, that was like the Dolly like Parton. <laughs> it was, no, the numbers. Okay, so listen. I would say, um, as far as like my drag aesthetic goes, KK, I'm looking at you specifically. I am not so conceptual. But that's just my drag. I'm a little bit more uh, traditional drag. I'm a little bit mm-hmm. more um, illu- a female illusionist is what we call it back home in the South. Mm-hmm. When I perform with performance in San Francisco, though, I'm always like, where do they come up with this stuff, <laughs> right? Because you see them backstage and they're looking glamorous in a gown and their hair is in an updo and makeup is beat. Then they get on stage and there's blood everywhere when they come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck just happened here in America? <laughs> so, can I say that on radio? Yeah, girl. Praise God. <laughs> no, but um, no, it's hilarious. Um, San Francisco drag is so unique mm-hmm. because you have superstars in all spectrums of drag. Across mm-hmm. the spectrum, I should say. Yeah. And that's exactly why I love this city so much. Well, I think one thing I like about you, you're church lady. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like you get everybody going, and hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like everybody just wants to get up, and especially on Sunday. Girl, yeah. she just needs a reason to take her shoes <laughs> off. Listen, listen. <laughs> Pearl knows. The first verse, heels are on. First chorus, heels on. Second verse, I'm kicking his shoes off and calling it a character. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking cheater, girl. I can't. But no, let me do So that it goes back to, I mean, I think everyone in San Francisco, we all cross that spectrum so well. Listen, I identify with Southern style drag. It's where I'm from. It's what I, it's what I do. Um, and so that's just me. So I'm able to do a gospel number because I don't perform anything I don't feel. I'm a soul queen. Soul music, you have to feel something. Yeah, I really feel. Uh, girl, I feel all my music, yeah. even if it's a little remix or something. You can make yourself feel that, girl. Okay. You better make it work. Right, I, I do live in Ariana Grande. I told you that. <laughs> but no, I just feel like expression is if you're a painter, if you're yarning, a, um, sewing a blanket, it is your expression. And I feel like you need to commit to that. Yeah. A lot of young queens around right now are not doing that. And that's a double edged sword. Yeah, I'm going to go there re- real quick. The thing about drag is it's supposed to be 
from the inside out, right? <clears throat> Just because you have beautiful costumes and hair, does it make you a performer? This makes you a right. person wearing cute accessories. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes that gets lost in our newer generation of drag. Not all of them, because Queen, oh my gosh, like Amora Tease and Sayana Gray, they live. They, and they give me my mm -hmm. life. But there are others. I'm like, you still have a lot to learn. What are, what are you trying to do here? They haven't figured it out yet. And they don't talk to order queens anymore. Right. Like, well, I mean, like, everybody <laughs> has a lot to learn still. I oh, mean, even me, like, girl. It me crazy sometimes. They're like, the entitlements. Oh, oh, don't even God, get me started. Don't even get me started right. now. Well, that's not. I think you say it really well. It's like it's like so. There's the gender, you know, or there's the gender lines. There's the generation lines. There's the entitlement. If you have a title versus not. If you're imperial. If you're ducal. If you're, oh my God. Like that's if you're the in a house or not part. in a house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nope. There's all. <laughs> I think I think that's why I like places like um, the Monster Show and uh -huh. um, Ain't Your Mama's Drag Show because. There are so many weirdos where, like, I mean, you can find weirdos all over the place at San Francisco, but there are people that are weirdos enough that, like, they can do something that's completely outside of the box, mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever random stuff they come up with, but their heart is in it. Right. And mm -hmm. I, that's my favorite kind of drag. Like, I don't care what quote-unquote style yep. your drag is. Like, if you put your heart in it and you're connecting to the crowd and you're like digging at something inside of you then like that's going to move a crowd you can you can do you know a song with no words to it but if if there's some way you can find a way to channel your energy and channel your emotions through it then like it's still drag i totally agree with you one of my favorite shows that i had never performed i haven't performed it yet i should say is on tuesday nights at the stud meow mix oh yeah that show i w my husband king of heart strobe hello he brought me there for the first time. He's <laughs> my roommate, girl. He's my husband. I admire him. I love that girl, show. Girl, I can't. Because what, what you have at that show is exactly that. You have mm -hmm. these people. They, they, they tell me they went to the Goodwill to find their costume. Mm -hmm. They found a wig from literally Party City. And they're on this stage, but corporate the, America, no. <laughs> oh, Support okay. Local. Did I say party city? <laughs> what I meant was the city that parties. <laughs> um, but no, the expression, and they are artists on that stage, and the craft on Tuesday nights, and they go full out. You know, like we all had those moments, like, oh girl, I don't feel like being here. Not on Tuesday nights at Meow Mix, honey. Every single performer there, and I've seen first-time performer uh, Dandy Issues, who I love. Um, I love Ultra. Fantastic, mm -hmm. Hollow Eve, all those people. Mm -hmm. Ferocious Teddy put these people together in this cast, and it's like, what am I going to get into? What am I going to expect? One minute, no number you have a carrot being thrown at you, the next one you're crying because it's so beautiful. <laughs> right. Oh right. That, for me, that's what drag is mm -hmm. to me. Moving an audience. I, um, the first time I saw you, actually, was at oh, uh, Fairy Freedom Village. Oh, my God. Um, you were there? Last year. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I wasn't in drag or anything. Oh. Though, so, <laughs> I was creeping uh, oh yeah but right there. I she left that shoe over there Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to kick my shoes off right. real quick well i i i appreciate i appreciate your drag so much because it, it's like like you said it's old school drag mm -hmm. and it's you know like you kind of don't see that a whole lot yeah. and so it was just from my personal experience that day like I, I almost didn't want to go to Pride because all the security checkpoints and all oh, the great girl, people. Oh, girl, yeah. Pockets, KK. <laughs> what you hiding in your pockets, girl? <laughs> uh, nothing. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I just didn't really want to go. And then my friend 
um, Amy Bathhouse uh, oh my yeah, told me about Fairy Freedom Village. And I was like, okay, well, I'll meet you there. And I stayed there the entire time I came. I was up uh, in the city for Pride. And so we just, just sat around talking, eating snacks, just like enjoying the weather. Really and then, that. yeah. And then the show happened and like, I saw you guys perform and I was like, okay, this is pride. This is what pride wow. should feel like for me. So I thank you good. for contributing to that experience. Give it up for the old <laughs> That's how good. Right. <laughs> I will put the Olivia Hart Grand Duchess, Olivia Hart. She's now Grand Duchess 43. Give it up for Olivia. Awesome. Come on, Olivia. Uh, but yeah, it was myself, Olivia, and I believe Bernadette performed that day. Yeah, she hosted, right? Yeah. Oh, and then Rasa wow. was there. And Rasa Vitalia. How could I forget? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's Who really great. Who should be here? Who yeah. should be here? Where are you? That's really great. No, I'm proud to be, and it's so funny because you know we've all go through these moments. You know, Sal's from Texas, I'm from Florida, um, and so we've been in different parts of the country, which are amazing in different ways. But I feel like, and maybe you can relate to this, when you move to San Francisco, and I've even moved here and moved away, moved back. There's something about this place that just keeps you right here. Oh, man. Girl, tell me about it. I haven't been able to leave. <laughs> but, and, but I do think it's those experiences like at Pride at the Fairy Freedom Village. I mean, this year, the Ducals, we did not even have a float because the Duchess and Duke decided they wanted to walk amongst the parade route to sing hello to the people firsthand. And Girl, are you um, sure they couldn't just afford a car? <laughs> no, Queen. Uh, we have a budget. Uh, thank you. <laughs> They could have come on our bus. I mean, we had right. <laughs> yeah, but no, but it was a special moment, though, to yeah. actually, when you turn that corner onto Market Street from Spear, and that first line of people you see, it gives you a reason, oh, this is why we're doing this. This is why we deal with so much criticism and you don't care about it. It's because the people's faces who don't know what you're doing, it makes it all worth it. And so for me, again, maybe because I've been around for a long time, I love to hear things like that, not because of I'm getting something from it, from the praise, but I'm, just, I'm glad someone gets it. That's all. That's all yeah, I want to do. For sure. And as a you know person who's still kind of starting out, like mm-hmm. I I do like respect your input and you know oh, <laughs> a way really to nice. just kind of make sure I Girl, keep myself out, in you've track. You've been doing it for four years. I know. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I've only been like doing it for a year i guess i don't know i feel very new to it still but it's still so exciting when you started out did you start out full storm and did you have shows like booked all the time or did it not happen for you like that did it It didn't happen like like, yeah it was kind of spotty okay so i think that's part of it is just like my experience in the past year or two is kind of like whoosh whereas before that it was just kind of like oh i have a thing and then i have a thing in two weeks or you know Uh uh-huh that's good you had excitement you had drive yeah you have ambition. Things weren't handed to you. Yeah. That's nice. Well, right, girl. you know, growing up in Detroit, in ghettos, like, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Let me go find a place where I can be queer and do art stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I came here, and it's like, I get to be queer and do art stuff. Yay! <laughs> right. like, Three times a week. <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yes. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I love that I have to plan my schedule so that I, ha- I, that I have me time. Like, I like that that's my problem. It's like first world problems, you know, but like, right. I'm not complaining about it. It's just, I like that that's a thing. That's a great perspective. I mean, uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could use a lot more me time. <laughs> and video games. Right, girl. I just want to go home and play video games. Look at yourself in the mirror. Right. That's fair. 
do that hair with. Right, you know. <laughs> See, I'm trying to practice right. it. <laughs> That's why I'm really excited for wait, this recovery period. Yeah. Uh, Sal, wait, wait. Oh, wait, no, no. She, she <laughs> did it fierce on Saturday. Went, like, it was like, wow. <laughs> the residence girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. in there. I know. I was in Reno. <laughs> oh. How was that? <laughs> Fabulous, honey. What did you do in Reno? Yeah. Do we really know? It was the it was the drag trip to Reno, right? Well, okay, well, uh, all right, you know, well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> Shit, it's open. So no, actually, the real, the first reason the priority was um, Royal Baby to the Ducal Council, Jared Neal. It was his birthday weekend. He's also in Reno, um, working on a canvassing project for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Hillary Clinton, yes, yes our next president. And so as <laughs> a, Trump, as a community ambassador <laughs> that I am, darling, I felt it was a responsibility to get involved in its process as much as I can besides making a Facebook post about it. So I went up on Saturday or Friday night and Saturday morning we went out there we kind of we kind of did like the old school knocking on doors and talking to people about why they should vote for Hillary Clinton and also um, a person running for Senate in uh, Reno. Her name is Catherine. Something about her last name. But no. So it was cool. It was fun to be out from 10 to 3 and talking to the citizens of Reno, all of which are very different from what we're used to in San Francisco. You guys, it's not that far away. <laughs> how, how different people's public perception is of what they see on the, t- on the television. And they were all so surprised about how informed I was. I'm like, I'm a citizen of San Francisco, honey. We... We live in this over happy hour. This is what we do. And I was just really, really happy to be part of it because there are a lot of people in our country who just don't make decisions based on factual information. Yeah. Grown people. Mm -hmm. And so that was interesting. It was was eye-opening, and it was fun. Then we went to – then we went out. And they don't close till 5 a.m. in Reno. Oh, I love that. So (laughs) – and the drinks were like – I love that, girl. The drinks were like $3. We got there, and then an hour or so into the being there at um, Five Star, they walk around with wristbands, give you two-for-one wristbands. So okay. mind you, by this time, you're like, oh, Lord, them fireball shots coming to me. Oh and then they goodness. said two-for-one at 10 p.m. I said, well, Jesus, be a hand basket because I'm about to fall into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Girl, I would have been at the buffet. See, I love, I, being I, love, I love having a moment of um, – I had no drag, actually. I was not there to perform. I was there to be – an an advocate for a candidate who I believe in. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, I want to go, speaking of candidates, and you, you kind of opened this can earlier. Oh, it's shit, about entitlement. Sam. Somehow, Uh-oh. within the drag community, we talk about these things where sometimes people feel <sighs> entitled and privileged, and I did this, and I was Oh, this girl. Uh, yeah, so give me some of your experiences where, where you felt that, because I'd like to open that can here on House of Pride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you for asking me that, Emperor. Um, or do you mean more specifically locally? Whatever you want to talk about. Listen, don't do that to me because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. So when it, when you I say take a sip first, when I, no, I don't know. When, <laughs> when people say the word entitlement, it usually comes from an older person, right? Like your grandmother or your aunt who are talking over at a family reunion barbecue. All oh, these little these young kids don't know shit. They don't. Know. Well, I'm one of those people because I feel like, you know what? The hustle is real. I've gone through a lot in my life, and I feel like all those experiences, all of them, have led me to where I am right now. I feel like I'm pretty successful as far as my drag goes, as far as being known for a really great reasons, um, and also my professional life. And so what's weird is, in this moment, 
we are still given trials and tribulations by individuals who feel like they are due a loud opinion. And I don't feel like that's appropriate. I don't feel like everyone, just because someone else tells them that they're important, that means they actually are. Uh, <laughs> um, how do I say this? All right. Screw it. Listen. We live in a world where we have different opinions on everything. But you, what you cannot change are facts. Those are just there. If someone wants to go in and try to manipulate the thoughts of people, like Donald Trump is doing right now, mm-hmm. by using fluff instead of facts, that's where the issue comes in. And that happens right in our backyard, right here in San Francisco. And I feel like, as a person who's been on the end of that some, somewhat recently, it's important you have two decisions. You have one decision to make out of two. <clears throat> you can respond back and be catty and all those things on social media posts and tag people in it where they can't see it because you blocked them. Or, <laughs> or you can be a classy individual and rise above it all. So what I chose to do was the second option. I know full well, 100%, what anyone has ever said or has continues to say about Sable. But what they don't realize is it's never going to affect what I'm doing. Because I know what the end goal is, is making a legacy for myself of positivity and community building. Everything else outside of those two things does not matter to me. I don't care about how many times I'm performing on a Sunday at brunch. I don't care about how many times or how many shows I have that has Sable Jones on it. What I care about is the impact I'm making with people who don't even know my name. That's important to me. Call me the Oprah Drag, if you will, but it's important because it's real. It's tangible and it's real. So if you're trying to make yourself look better by making someone else look worse, that has more to do with you than it does with me. And then we take a deep breath there. <laughs> but now you talked, yep. you, 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 hit leg- you hit legacy, and I think that's a big piece. Like for me, yeah. in, in running as an emperor, mm-hmm. in, in one, of the, one of the big things is telling our story, right? Mm-hmm. And we can always continue to tell our story. Pearl, you have a story. You have a story as well. It's in four years and so forth, mm-hmm. and it's continuing to do this, right? But I think you hit it on the nail. You can continue telling stories, but it's about what legacy do you yeah. want to leave behind? And, and I'm going to go into an, another separate topic because this is kind of a, a thing where I was working at, and it's a big topic for the last six weeks. Oh. It's a big issue with like Wells Fargo, right? Oh, yeah, the big girl. outbreak with all the pushing. What's that? You used to work with. He still does, growl. Right. But yeah, so the, the big thing there was about about uh, about your legacy, right? Mm-hmm. So for for the CEO, the former CEO of, of Wells Fargo, the big thing that they pushed was vision, values, and integrity for yeah. the last three years. Yet during those last three years. It was known, like they knew of all the stuff that was happening. They chose not to talk about it and not talk about it. Well, until they opened, until LA opened it up, and boom! So it hit the big news. It yep. was the buzz or whatever. Then for them, it's like, okay, gosh, well, you know, what? we're going to give back forty-five million dollars. You know, the man retired, and with all the shares that he's getting with his retirement, he's worth over a billion dollars. Wow! With that, and that's what he takes back with him. It's like, but. We were t- I was talking about it with some friends of mine because it's like, okay, you were talking about integrity. You were talking about vision and values. Where was your integrity at that piece? Yeah. But for someone in that instance, they have their, what their goal is, they have all the money. They, they didn't have to really struggle for a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. But they're trying to determine what their legacy will be. 
and his legacy from here on out will always be that he almost took Wells Fargo down. Right. And 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 that's something that he as an individual, he's not going to suffer money wise, but he's going right. to suffer from that. That's what his story is about. Oh, we John Snuff. Oh yeah, we're here it is, and he's the one that you know. Here comes all the issues that wow. happen with it. That is 100 percent relatable to me, and I, I just I, I feel myself like getting tight in my body because that's exactly what I feel like about certain individuals. The, the, some people make really bad decisions sometimes. I, for one, am also guilty of that. However, when you make a decision based on a he said, she said, or what you think might be kind of true, what does that? What do you think that does for you and your character? Mm-hmm. You 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 had nothing to lose, everything to gain. Yeah. But, you, but you decided to become a, a nasty person out of it all. And for what? What do you gain? You gain absolutely nothing but people questioning who you are, who, your character, and wondering if they ever knew you to begin with. Hmm. And that's really, really unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. I think we generally have a lot of um, cultural uh, maladies that need to be fixed. And it's, it's affecting the whole world. Um, I think when we th- like we th- you know we talk about the presidential election, um, and you know in the midst of it we kind of you know ignore that um, there are bombs being dropped in Syria. Right. You know there mm. are all of these things that are happening regardless of who you're going to vote for. You know the rest of the world doesn't stop because America's having an election, oh and you know and people are willing to on both sides are willing to. Um, excuse what their side is doing because the other side they feel is so much worse. And I I think that we really need to spend more time talking to each other. Um, I was raised with the whole, like, you know, my mom always told me there are two things you don't talk about religion and politics, but I feel like I've become a much more aware and like a much more um, comfortable person with myself. The more I talk about religion and politics. And even if I disagree with someone, I, I feel like it's a good practice for me to learn how to actually uh, practice active listening and just try to see where we can find common ground. Because if we keep being divided um, on all of these issues and not hearing each other, each other we're not going to fix any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like going back to legacies again, like I feel like a good legacy that I would like to strive for is just open lines of communication. Like I want to you know, see more of that in the world. I want to see more of that just just starting here in our community because we can even be very divided here. Um, even just within the LGBT community, right. yep. it can be very separate. You know, if you're gay, you can be very separate from trans issues. Uh, if you're lesbian, you right. can be separate from bi issues. You know, there's lots of bi erasure in other parts of the LGBT community. There's lots of transphobia in the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. So we really need to start listening to each other and opening our minds and our hearts yeah. and practice kindness and love because that's kind of how we get there. Say it, Sable. Amen. There it is oh, right there. Praise and his I, name. I think you hit it really well. Like it, it's because it even goes into drag right where we started because there's a different types of drag yeah. and then people get judged by, well, right. that's not drag. And well, no, it is. It's like there's different types of entertainment that's out there. It may not be yours and, it, and, and therefore um, and you may have an opinion of how you perceive it, but it is still a form of, of performing and entertaining the audiences. I think going back to the, like, the entitlement piece, I think one of the things that I've experienced within 
the communities and not even not just here but in general traveling to the different coronations is that there are some of these individuals who are out there who they feel entitled like oh i was empress you know back in blah 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 whenever right or i was emperor and back in those days i think they didn't have as much as we we do they didn't have the freedoms to be able to hold your hand you know in public and well i guess here in san francisco it happens a lot more than other places but then they go back and they're the ones judging really quickly, right? Oh, yeah, well, mm -hmm. look at the drag you're doing. Well, that's not drag. We don't. We would never do that. We would always be in a in a full gown, or we would. Oh gosh, Sal, don't do that to me. Yeah, no, it, it just it just. Well, but started. it goes on and on, right? I mean, I've yeah. seen that. I mean, yeah. they they talk about me as an emperor. That's like, oh, you're supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Well, honey, I am not a purse holder. Like that's one thing right. that I've told them that I, you know, I am an emperor out there. I have I have just as much as the platform as anybody else does because I was elected as well. And that's the one biggest biggest um, struggle that I've had this year is about people thinking that oh you're just supposed to be this purse holder you're supposed to be you know you yes you put a, an emphasis up on a pedestal right but it, but there's there's equality there when it comes to being being or being voted on by the people and what we do what we're here for to represent and I think for me. Mm -hmm. I try to represent a diverse audience. I love to perform, would perform at CRSF, and, and I love just getting out there and raising yes. money and raising awareness. I think also, okay, you talked about the um, gender, gender, um, what was it, gender um, identity, or when you when you did drag, right. um, what's what's the right word? Um, uh, yeah, gender identity. I I, pro I identify as genderqueer. Okay. So, you know. Because so one of my experiences with that was I was in Canada and they were like, "What's your drag name?" and I said. My drag name, right? I, I'm Salvador. I'm the emperor. <laughs> like, no, but that's your drag name, isn't it? And I was like, no, I, I, help me understand this. And then so they were talking about gender identity, where even as a male, yes, I may not be. I mean, I, I may not be doing drag, but I'm still performing, and I have a persona that I'm, yeah. I'm portraying. And I was yeah. like, oh. That was pretty cool. I, I, had, I had never been asked that question. Yeah, and, adorable. And, uh, <laughs> and plenty of pageants. Um, if there is a male counterpart, a lot of those male competitors have their own stage name as well. It doesn't have to be a drag name, but it, it's still a stage name. Mm -hmm. Infinity Austin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. I get that. Ooh, it's, it's such an interesting, personally speaking, I, I feel like you were talking a little bit about this earlier. It really struck me because I don't feel like... I ever want will transition, right? But I'm definitely a person that prefers everything about female pronouns. You, you know, I introduce mm -hmm. myself as Sable all the time. And even at work when they say Samuel, like who are they talking to? <laughs> right. But no, I definitely relate to that. And and but that is because we're allowed to have that very individualized moment with yourself. It's it's allowable now because those are people who came before us in the sixties and seventies, they fought for us even to have that option. And that's why I get so frustrated, though, is because this, I feel like sometimes a lot of people don't remember that. It wasn't, the 70s was not that long ago, darling. Not that long ago at all. And these people are still walking on, down our streets, and they're still smiling at your face. And they went through hell just for us to be zany and whatever you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, from, I, I feel like I'm in that weird sweet spot because I was, when I was raised, drag raised. And I came out, I was around nothing but older queens in Florida. And they grilled into your head exactly what the struggle is in Florida, not San Francisco. So it's real. It's a very real thing. And that's why I feel like I kind of represent that because it, it's important to me and it will always be important to me. I don't care how many seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race is on television. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't care about that. What I care about is the struggle is always 
going to be present. Yeah. But we get to celebrate victories, small victories, but the struggle will never end. And when we start, when we stop talking about it, when we stop acknowledging it, then all that stuff it goes becomes in vain. And that's a problem for me, a very big problem for me. I think that's something that we should work towards not, you know, forgetting and not yes. letting go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely raise hell if, you know, anything. I don't care how many followers you have on uh, Instagram. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Where's your heart? Where's what your... are you doing with those damn followers besides <laughs> showing what kind of lipstick you're wearing? <laughs> right. <laughs> you're right. Well, cool, everyone. We're going to go ahead and take just a quick break, yes. but we've been talking about when we came out in drag and so mm-hmm. forth, and it kind of got me inspired because I have, we have a caller who's going to be on here soon who's going to talk about my experience before I actually came out and how we met, and I think it'll be quite interesting. Is this an ex-boyfriend? So, uh, oh. it's, a, it's an ex-girlfriend. Oh. Wow. Oh. Well. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are on House of Pride Radio, and we, we'll be back shortly. Oh, there you go. Girl, the mics are still up, Speaking of how deep is your love, let's go ahead and bring on Catalina. Are you on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. How are you doing? Great, great. Oh my gosh, guys. So this is my my great, 
friend, dear friend, Catalina. <laughs> I know, we haven't talked in forever. How have you been? Oh, great, great. I was just thinking about you today because I realized I hadn't told you that I'd moved out to your city. Yeah, yeah. So I just found out she's moving not to San Francisco, but to San Antonio. Oh. Yeah. Right. So we are longtime old lovers from back um, in our college days. What? <laughs> well, that's lovely. <laughs> Catalina, you want to elaborate on that? As she's um, blushing, well, right? I'm sorry? I said, as you're blushing, do you want to elaborate on our story on how we met? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think the way we met was incredible. First of all, we met in Mexico on spring break. So, like, what better way to, to meet, right? We were, um, I remember that, uh, Sal, you were at the bar with a big green, I think, St. Patrick's Day <laughs> finger, sponge finger on your head. Yes. Do you remember that's a hat? I think I still have and, uh, it. You He's blushing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, the face color is so totally, amazing. Yeah. So you come out and you pinched me, and you were like, hey, Catal- like, hey um, you're not wearing green. And, of course, I pulled out like my bra strap because I was wearing green. And then from there, it was, it, was, uh, it was awesome. I remember we hung out until morning, which isn't hard, of course, when you're partying in Mexico. After that, I mean, we kept in touch, and, uh, he, you know, I was from Dallas, and you were from San Antonio, and you eventually moved up to Dallas. I remember that we were, like, trying to get into each other's kind of cities, like, you're, like, kind of seeing if you could come up to Dallas. I was trying to get to San Antonio, and we ended up switching schools, didn't we? The same semester, so I, yeah, like, I called her, and I was just like, hey, guess what? I'm moving up to North Texas. I got accepted. She's like, oh, I just got accepted to Southwest Texas, so she moved down south and I moved north. Yeah, we never got to go to school together. It was, <laughs> but we did party and it was awesome. And we have, we've always been friends and we've always had like the best of times. And and you know, it's like you're you're one in a million. You know, Sal, you know that. Oh, oh wow! Isn't that sweet? <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> It's all true. It's all true. Yeah, we totally stayed in touch, and it was funny. I think when I, um, where was it? I think it was in one of my dorm rooms. I had a picture of, um, oh gosh, what is the NBA person? Um, oh, uh, uh, Rod, the one that uh, was in with, um, Madonna. The one that dated Madonna. Yes. He had blonde hair. Um, oh Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. He's pinching his nipple. It was it was a got milk uh, um, um, poster. I remember. <laughs> well, I remember that. me to dye my hair. I actually dyed oh. my hair blonde. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's right. I mean, and that's when like that's when I was beginning to like. It, it, not that it ever. I don't think it ever. It really never mattered to me. But I think that's when you were beginning to kind of try to hint that that you were gay and you didn't maybe know how to tell me. Maybe you didn't know how I would take it. I don't know what you were thinking on on your side, but I know on my side, it didn't make a damn bit of difference to me. I mean, I I adored you as a as a person and as a as a just somebody I loved and just, I, you know it didn't make a difference to me. So. I, I don't know, but it was a, it was a, a process that that took I think months, right? What was that? What was the project? 
of, of you coming out. Didn't didn't it take a? It wasn't like a one a one time thing. It was something that kind of. Yeah, it was, it was. It was like a process. Like, so, so for, I mean, at that time, still, you know, it, it was one of those things where as a Latino, it was like, it was told that it's a fad that we're going to go through that, you know, you'll just get over it. And so apparently, like, others continue to go through it and they grow or they choose not to accept who they are. And so that's kind of how I felt. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just kind of feeling this thing out and, and it'll go away. And it never went away. And, so finally, I guess getting older, and, and actually after I left college, I think that's when I kind of started more identifying that. It was actually, I remember the moment, it was the Equality Rights Marches in, in wow. 1999 and 2000, and I was out in D.C., and at the time I was working for IBM, and I remember uh, Martina Navratilova talking about telling your, telling everybody, your neighbors about you being gay, telling your priests and your doctors because they need to know that being gay is not the stereotype that's being portrayed out there. It's it's you know people who are lawyers, people who are doctors, people who are entertainers. I mean, but we just were always afraid to come out. And at that moment, I remember calling my friend Denise Bennett and calling her and letting her know that I was gay. She's like, "Honey, we all knew. We were just waiting for you to tell us, you know." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was the process there. So yeah, so Catalina and I we, we stayed in touch. Uh, your sister Marina lived up there in 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 um, in, in Dallas, and uh, we still hung out a lot of uh, Kevin. You know, we he actually went up there to, to UNT. I remember that as well. So that was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, so we've just our stories just kind of it's those great friends that you have, right? Where you can like have years of a separation and then all of a sudden pick up the phone or find out on Facebook that they're moving to your city and pick up where you left off and then you can yeah. be on a radio show. I keep looking up like if I'm talking to God. <laughs> but but there's, a, there's a, the speaker's up on the top so that's where your voice is coming from. Well, this is this is our speed, right? Last time I saw you is uh, I think you were doing like the cheer work with cheer San Francisco. Is that right? Yeah. And so you had just gone on, I think, America's Got Talent. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. And so, I mean, it's, it, it, it's just that way. I mean, with, with our friendship uh, over time, I mean, this, this is not surprising me at all. This is like then in our style. <laughs> so, and, yeah, it, it's been great. And I'm so, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, I love you so much. And it, it doesn't matter if we're having a taco in Southside San Antonio, or if we're, you know, if I'm just watching a video of you on America's Got Talent, or talking on a radio show, right? I mean, I'm always, I'm always happy to, to follow you. Totally. You, <laughs> awesome, good. baby. Well, listen, I, um, I, I definitely look forward to seeing you. I will be down in Texas in two weeks. I'll be in, in Dallas, actually, for Halloween down there oh that's yeah. great yeah that, that sounds uh, awesome okay well you have a good evening and enjoy what's left of the debate they'll leave us plenty to talk about oh definitely all right baby take care thank you so much for calling in all right bye love bye yeah that was oh cool. my goodness <laughs> so cute oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we all have like these coming out experiences of different sorts. And, Girl, yeah. I'm not even going to be started, but goodbye. Right. We, we don't have the time right. for that one. <laughs> right. Anyway, Rasa. Uh, 
Welcome yeah. to the show, Last Minute Girl. What's I going know. on? Hi. What's up? Oh, yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> Hope you're wearing, he- wearing headphones just now because you just right. blew your ears out, honey. Right. Mic drop. <laughs> so what's going, drop. What shows do you have coming up while you're here? What's up? I, I have one tomorrow. Uh, actually, tonight. Okay. Tonight. Today is Wednesday. Where? Today is Wednesday, October 19th. It's going to be at Code Word. Oh, Peep Show. Peep Show. Yeah, this is, oh, yeah. Show. Peep show, yes, a good time. Um, tell us about Peep Show, yeah. Folks. Yeah, Sophia, Sophia Legs. It's uh, I guess it's Sophia's show. It's only been going on maybe four months, five months. Mm-hmm. So they're just you know it's a new show. They're working on keeping it together, so everyone has to come out to support so that it continues. Where is the show? Where, where is it's, it? It's called Code Word, so it's uh, 917 Folsom. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think All it's around right. 6th Street. Code Word, yeah. 917 oh, you know, uh, Folsom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Ashton and uh-huh. John B. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm familiar with this show. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm familiar, okay. Oh, so oh. they perform regular Bobby Ashton, okay. Joy. And I think it is. Yeah. I think they're like the, the regular cast members and they uh-huh. invite. I, it was you and someone else performing tonight, like a special. Me, uh, Kippy Marks. Kippy, that's yeah, right. Kippy. Yeah, Kippy. Yeah. Kippy. Yeah, Kippy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kippy's doing two two numbers, so. Yeah. No, yeah. that show, yeah, yeah. I, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's like a burlesque style, mm-hmm. like open variety show. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Very yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure who, what Bobby does. Um, I got, we got Sophilia, Bobby, Kippy, myself. Well, it's hard to say because Bobby Ashton really does do a lot of different types of things. Like yeah. He comes, when I see him performing on Charlie's, he comes to the curtain. Okay. They say, give it up for Bobby Ashton and the music starts. You never know what's going to happen <laughs> when he comes to that curtain. And I think that's the magic of the TL individual. Oh, yeah. That man is such an entertainer. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> never know what you're going to get with mm-hmm. that one. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Lots of surpri- pr- surprises tonight, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the show, like, the show's, I feel like it's been getting a pretty decent following of individuals going right. out, and, you know, they just, they marketed it well. Uh-huh. It's, it's very unique. You don't have a, a variety burlesque style show happening right now besides Peep Show, so here yeah. we go. And I hear, I guess, there's drag there, too. They've got some everything. Got some drag. Wow. Circus. Whatever. I don't know. Where I can't those wait. Boys that swallow legs. sores. I need to give them my phone number. Huh? <laughs> girl, just uh, Castro, girl. Right, I was oh, gonna sorry. say she no. tried it. Listen, listen. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Them boys, them swords go all the way down there, goddamn. Girl. Jesus, be a piece of cornbread and give me some butter on the side. Mm-mm. Sorry, I, I can't. <laughs> Say, well, I've seen you take a couple of swords down. Oh, oh yeah, so uh, Hold on. Just to recap, <laughs> Sally and I first met in 2008 or 9. We were both, both on Cheer SF, and we were touring the state of California. We would get really friendly with our admirers and fans and other teammates, if you will. But, Y'all um, are hoes. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say it. I spread love and joy and rainbows and unicorns. Whores. He was, this was pre-Emperor yeah. Sal, and he was not the most um, genteel individual in the group. Girl, I hear he still be slamming that girl. Don't try it. That's tra- I understand. That's tradition. If I'm not, if I'm not, that's tradition of an emperor, honey. He got to be make sure he's friendly to his people. 
Yeah. Sure. <laughs> trying to how call friendly, me out. How friendly. Trying to call, he needs, how friendly. How friendly. Ask, right. him where, ask him where his chapstick is. Girl, let's keep, let's do this. Oh, oh, he wants to open the worms, but he don't want to let them go back to the jungle. Herney. The campaign of love. Hello. Right. right. Rainbows and unicorns, all right. Mm-hmm. Don't come, But speaking just really quickly, we were talking about the truth. <laughs> trying to call me out, Herney. <laughs> I got all the tea on his old ass, baby. Oh, yes. Well, speaking of old and speaking of talking about, like, memories and so forth, I just wanted to give a real quick shout-out. I, I don't want to take it down there, but um, I want to give a memory out to a great friend of mine who um, who lost her life two years ago, Brooke, uh, Brooke Powers Wilson. Yeah. She was a cheerleader oh, from man. Cheer LA. Amazing woman. And, and I like to say, because we brought up the rainbows and unicorns, she was the original unicorns yep. for all of the Pride Cheerleading Association. Gosh. And she's the one that origin that got us all to have this rainbows and unicorns. She passed away two years ago from melanoma skin cancer today at uh, twelve thirty a.m. or twelve thirty p.m. And uh, it's been a really hard day for me, but I like to celebrate her life and all the good things that she did. When when I look back at her life and see all the people who she touched, moved, and inspired, it's amazing all the things that we've done as a result of her being in our lives. We have some of us who have done things for the melanoma skin cancer research. We've done uh, 5Ks, 10Ks. We have a friend of ours, Laura Canales, who actually rode a bike from L.A. all the way to New York for three months mm. to wow. honor her friend, or our friend, uh, Brooke Powers Wilson. So, yes, Brooke, we are here with you celebrating your life. And you're, you still live on with a bunch of us, and, and we still are out there uh, doing our philanthropic duties. And every time I start hearing like this doubt in my head, I can hear you say, "Tovar, Tovar, shut up, keep going, keep going." And that's kind of what I what I've been feeling. And so, um, a shout out to my friend Brooke Powers, and and uh, to celebrate her life and what she has done and what has yet to be done through her legacy that she has left with us. So Thank you for bringing cheers. that up. That was so beautiful, Sal. Oh. oh I miss her. All she right, ladies so and gentlemen, it's that time of the night. It is. Time to drink. Final <laughs> thoughts. Oh. <laughs> Sable. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Good morning. Shut up, shut up. Good morning. Shut Listen, up. I just want to say, continue, please, please, if you hear one thing from this, interview tonight please continue to love because you know we all know what's going to happen in three weeks we're going to have an election and do you know what i don't want to feel like our leaders are without love both of them because it's important to give nothing but positivity to these kind of situations because what happens is sometimes things happen you don't expect it but you have to carry on especially in an election process local and national <laughs> Girl, you missed the beginning of the show. We were right. <laughs> yes, you're right. I'm d- I'm just saying it's important to just always live in love and positivity, and just make sure you're going to do your part. Do your research. Vote for all the amendments, all the propositions on the ballot. Make sure you're doing every single on your lunch break or something. Right. On the clock. I don't care. Just make sure you're they informed. They send it to you in the mail, girl. Just check that mail. Be informed. Make proper decisions, and you know what? Do your civic duty. That's right. Rasa. Oh, yeah. Well, the civic duty, right? Mm-hmm. We have the civic duty with voting, but also just taking action in your community. Yes, girl. Action in the community. Now, everyone votes. Yes. Now what? Now you voted. Now go on out and do something. Do something good. Share the love. Smile at a stranger. You know, say hello to your neighbors. Do something loving each day. 
You know, that's that's my quote. That's what I would say. All right. Yeah. Salvador. All righty. Well, I will be heading out to Portland um, tomorrow, going out to the coronation, mm. seeing the new reigning monarch, seeing the new monarchs get elected there. Followed by that, we'll be in Dallas. And uh, tonight, if you, if anybody is out and about, we do have our Mr. and Miss Golden Gate who are having their um, their Golden Gate games going on at the lookout right now. So I will be there shortly, seeing you guys. Uh, other than that, again, I think to reiterate, go out and vote, make a difference in the world and and just continue to be positive out there um we heard a lot of great stories right now about gender identity about coming out stories about you know performing the different types of performances don't hate don't hate okay that's what i gotta say <laughs> and now do you Paul? all right you guys so before my recovery you guys have four places you can see me in the public that is at Big Top with Tyra Sanchez on October 30th. You can see me speaking over at Alley Cat Books on November 6th. Um, you can catch me in Oakland at Lungomare on November 10th. And then at the Glamazon for my farewell show and Angie's comeback show on November 13th. We should get them titties. Right, girl. <laughs> and besides that, tune in every Wednesday to House of Pride Radio from 6 to 8 p.m. with your girl Pearl Tease and Salvador yes. and Tawika Turner. All righty. Great, everybody. You guys have a great night, and uh, we'll leave you with some cool and fresh tunes by, let's see, hold on if I can do girl, this really quickly. I know. He's so pretty, though. He's so pretty, though. Here we go. Let's see. She is singing it up. How Don't deep? press the button. <laughs> <laughs> good night, you guys. You're All right, good night. You're probably keeping track of the miles you drive, so you can write them off on your taxes. Don't blame it on me, don't blame it on me, blame it on the night.